This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Hey, it's Mark K from the Mark K Show. Thanks for checking out the Mark K Show podcast. We'd love for you to join our official Katriot network so that we can stay in touch with you and you can stay in touch with us. It's easy. Go to markk.com. That's M-A-R-K-K-A-Y-E.com. Join the Katriot network and get a free copy of the Katriot Manifesto. Markk.com. We're entertaining meets informative. This show makes the listener feel like it's my show. You make bad news sound good. Mark K for three hours a day. Loving it! This is the Marquee Show. Man, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. The government is going to, they're going to pull out all the stops. They're going to do whatever they, they, whatever they can to uh, throw off the scent from the Epstein client list. They don't want anybody knowing who's on this list of names. They don't want anyone uh, digging into the list of Epstein clients that is popping up because of these court documents that have been unsealed. They don't want anyone to know what Bill Clinton has been doing and what all of his other, all these other Clintonites have been doing. They don't want it. They are doing whatever they can. Yesterday, there was a school shooting in Iowa, uh, and then there was aliens at a mall in Miami. Man, I don't know if you've seen this video. There were, I want to say hundreds, hundreds of police officers, dozens and dozens of cars, more police cars than I've ever seen in my entire life, surrounding the Miami mall. Here's a guy talking. I guess I don't know what he, I guess he was talking. Anyway. I think he's speaking in a foreign language. And apparently what happened was that the original, the original diagnosis or the original story was there was a, a big fight of teenagers, teenagers fighting at the Miami mall. So we have to get every single police officer in South Florida to the mall ASAP. Like I'm talking, they blocked this thing off like you couldn't believe. It looked like some kind of, I don't know, terrorist attack, explosion, whatever it was. There were people seen running from the scene. And now the reports and the video footage that's coming out is is suggesting that it wasn't a fight by teenagers at all. It wasn't anything like that. It was actually eight-foot-tall aliens who had come down from, I guess, space. Oh, maybe they came through the border. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe the aliens heard that the border was open, and they were just like, "Hey, that's great. We'll just walk. We'll just walk right on through Mexico, uh, just like everybody else." But that is it. That's what. That's what the story is. The story is that these aliens came down from outer space and they landed at the Miami Mall and they were wandering around. Supposedly, there's there's a video of it that's gone viral. An incident at the Miami shopping mall resulted in the arrest of four teenagers earlier this week, but it has sparked the spread of a bizarre theory on social media, which which suggests the alleged presence of aliens at the Florida establishment. More than 60 police officers, think about it, 60 police cars swarmed the Bayside Marketplace in downtown Miami to shut down a fight involving teenagers. However, video shows an eight-foot-tall being wandering around the Bayside Market Palace shopping mall parking lot. So now, it's, if it's not a school shooting in Iowa, it's aliens in Miami. Whatever it is, they want to try to rip the headlines away from the Jeffrey Epstein client list. 
and we're not going to let them. 855-940-MARK is our number, 855-940-6275. Speaking of the Jeffrey Epstein client list, and speaking of people who may um, may find their lives to be a little tumultuous, from here on out, more names are popping up. We told you yesterday, we told you yesterday about Bill Clinton, who you knew about, Michael Jackson, and, and Chris Tucker's name was on there. David Copperfield, the famous magician, who I'm shocked that he didn't just make his name disappear from the Epstein client list. Because I feel like that's something that he could have, you know, he made the Statue of Liberty disappear. He could make his name disappear off of some court documents. What kind of magician is he? Uh, the other one that was very interesting was uh, astrophysicist. Uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, the, uh, the guy that wrote A Brief History of Time. You know, the guy that talks like with the little voice. What's his name? I always forget his name. Oh, Stephen Hawking. Thank you very much. Yeah, Stephen Hawking was the other guy that was on the list, and he was allegedly, according to an email that that uh, that Jeffrey Epstein sent, involved in some kind of massive orgy, which is something that you just have to really sit back and think about for yourself to see. There were a lot of memes, by the way. A lot of really, that was the biggest meme that I saw yesterday on the internet was the <laughs> the Stephen Hawking uh, Jeffrey Epstein Island orgy memes, and I just I need new filters on my. Uh, I wasted a lot of time yesterday. But something else that happened was um, I saw an article uh, on Mediaite, which is kind of, you know, take it for what it's worth. Um, but they're a, they're a website that tries to, they always try to attack the liberals. They always try to attack, uh, they always try to attack, I'm sorry, they try to attack the conservatives and the Democrats. They're a bunch of liberals. And they went to... Um, they went to Donald Trump's Truth Social, which they follow, I mean, probably closer than Donald Trump. And they posted a, a, an article about Donald Trump showing a new commercial video. Donald Trump posted a video that is now at the go to any lengths necessary stage of his public career to get attention. He just posted a satirical version of Paul Harvey's famous So God Made a Farmer video in which he is the subject. And yes, it's just as creepy and a messianic bit of messaging that will cause many to cringe, but others to fall to their knees in supplication. Uh, the former president shared the video on his true social account and was included in a slew of joking but not joking and over-the-top political videos for which Trump is known. If you're not familiar with Paul Harvey's So God Made a Farmer, it's a famous bit that he did years ago. And uh, and it was, you know, about you know, the importance of farmers. I think one of the truck commercials, maybe Dodge, used it for a Super Bowl ad a couple of years ago, which really kind of revamped it. Um, but there's a there's a meme team called the Dilly Meme Team. And they are, if you ever follow anyone on Twitter, if you're ever on X and you're looking for and you're looking for uh, for good memes or you stumble across some kind of meme that makes you laugh, it probably has you've probably seen the D, the Dilly meme team. Brendan Dilly is the guy who's behind it. He also has a uh, I think he has a show on Rumble. And he <laughs> He created this or his team created it's pretty I'll be honest with you. I don't know it's pretty it's pretty impressive no matter what you think of the content. I'm going to play a little bit of it for you now. And on June 14, 1946, God looked down on his planned paradise and said, "I need a caretaker." So God gave us Trump. God said, "I need somebody willing to get up before dawn." fix this country, work all day, fight the Marxists, eat supper, then go to the Oval Office and stay past midnight at a meeting of the heads of state. So God made Trump. I need somebody with arms, strong enough to rustle the deep state, and yet gentle enough to deliver his own grandchild. Somebody to ruffle the feathers, tame cantankerous World Economic Forum, come home hungry, 
have to wait until the first lady is done with lunch with friends, then tell the ladies to be sure and come back real soon, and mean it. So God gave us Trump. I need somebody who can shape an axe, but wield a sword, who had the courage to step foot in North Korea, who can make money from the tar of the sand, turn liquid to gold, who understands the difference between tariffs and inflation, will finish his 40-hour week by Tuesday noon, but then put in another 72 hours. So God made Trump. Yeah, and then it goes, and the the whole time there's images of Donald Trump stepping in North Korea, working with world leaders, uh, reviving the uh, flagging uh, oil industry, making his energy independent, all throughout. And so, you know, if somebody's going to make this, Donald Trump's going to share it. And then, of course, he's going to get it ridiculed for sharing it on his own true social. But look, let's be honest. Let's be, this is all going to, we are now in full swing. Ron DeSantis appeared on CNN yesterday, and I'm going to be honest with you, I think he pretty much ended his campaign. Nikki Haley has been just stepping in it left, right, and center. The Iowa caucus is 10 days away, and I know they always say, they always say, if you win the, if, if you, if you uh, lose the Iowa caucus, it doesn't mean that you're out of the race. And they always point to Joe Biden. The only problem is Joe Biden had James Clyburn and the entire Democrat National Committee working diligently uh, behind him to try to put, to uh, get him They win in South Carolina so he could eventually go on and win the nomination. None of these other candidates have that. Ron DeSantis doesn't have it. Nikki Haley doesn't have it. Heck, Donald Trump doesn't even have it. There's no force of nature like the DNC behind anyone on our side. And that is why if you win Iowa, if you win New Hampshire, if you win South Carolina, you're probably going to be the nominee. And so sharing videos of yourself, uh, you know, as a direct descendant or as a gift to the world from God, hey, when you're that far ahead, you know, have at it. 855-940-MARK is our number, 855-940-6275. We do have your regular fare for today since it is Friday. We are going to have some fake news Friday, which is very exciting. We can review trivia, all the normal stuff that we typically do, and we're going to bring you the news. We've got some of your phone calls on the way. We've got some of your open mic messages, too, and I will share with you some of the clips from this Ron DeSantis interview because he did a couple of things that were questionable. And when, and this is why I always tell people, look, if you have kids, tell, I would just, I would just make, you know, give them a warning, whether they want to get into politics or not, just warn your kids. Never, ever, 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 ever go on CNN. No good can come from an appearance on CNN. Whatever you happen to be doing, even if you're, even if you're just, you know, invited on Thanksgiving Day to hang out in a bar with a bunch of cats, Joel Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen ring in the New Year. Talk to me about this bar. You are, you're in the bar and there are cats everywhere. Yes. They are licking each other. There are cats. There, I mean, yes. Her cat was named Vagina. This is never a good look. No good can ever come from it. And Ron DeSantis has proved positive of that. His, his town hall yesterday uh, had a couple of big flubs, one of which I think could... And not just his political campaign in 2024, but maybe any future political aspirations he may have as a Republican leader. We'll get into all of that. We'll get into your phone calls. We'll get into the other news of the day. But first, we have a very, very important announcement that we have to make. So please pay attention. It's Friday! That is right, ladies and gentlemen. It is Friday, and it's the end of the first week of 2024. And man, what a week it's been. You know, Congress hasn't even gotten back to work yet. The Congress isn't even back in session. They've been flying around the country. They've been checking out the border. They've been hanging out with their constituents. They've been making plans to potentially bring Hunter Biden in for questioning, maybe say that he's in contempt of Congress. They've been planning on maybe doing something to Alejandro Mayorkas. There's potential that he could be impeached. The Joe Biden investigation, we 
assume is going to continue. And oh yeah, don't forget, the government's set to shut down in just a couple of weeks, which I never thought was a bad thing, but a lot of people seem to think is a bad thing. Despite all of that, Congress, while you and I and everyone else have been going back to work and getting back to the business of making America great again, they've been sitting on their duffs. They are flying back to D.C. this weekend, though. And come Monday, we hope it will be all right. Come Monday, we hope they'll be holding us tight. Wait, I don't, that lyric doesn't, that lyric doesn't, we hope that they'll be going up there and fighting for our rights. We want to make sure they're fighting to keep our money here in the United States of America, not going off to some dictatorial, corrupt, tyrannical dictator who's out there fighting some other dictatorial, corrupt dictator. That's a lot of, it's a lot of dictators in that last sentence. We want to make sure that they're protecting our border, not someone else's. We want to make sure that they're using their time wisely and keeping our government chug, chug, chugging along while protecting our rights, while protecting our elections, while protecting our borders. We want to make sure that 2024 is the year that the Republicans use their very slim majority to truly make America great again and do whatever they have to do to help Donald Trump get back into office so that he can help to make America great again, too. And it looks like they're on the right track. We know now that Alejandro Mayorkas may or may not be impeached. At least the hearings will begin. We know that Congress is going to keep Hunter Biden in contempt and force him to come and testify and answer the questions. We know that there's a lot of stuff going on because we've started to see the writing on the wall. We just want to make sure that everything we've been promised, everything we've been working for, everything we voted these people into office for in the first place is top of the list. We want to make sure that what we want gets done. And that's why we have to hold everybody accountable in 2024. You got to pay attention, folks. You got to make sure you know what they're doing behind closed doors. You got to make sure that they're working for you. Instead of just for themselves, are they going up to Washington, D.C., loading up on a bunch of insider secrets, taking it over to Wall Street and making sure that they can make bank? Or are they going up there and sacrificing everything they have so that they can come back here to you and say with a with a clear conscience, I'm up there doing the will of the people, the work of the people. And in 2024, I'm going to fight harder than I've ever fought before. I'm going to make sure that what you want happens. We're going to stand up to the Democrats. We're not going to let them run the joint. And we're going to continue to fight, even though we've shot ourselves in the foot over and over and over and over again. We're going to put on our shoes, we're going to hobble back into Congress, and we're going to make things right. At least that's what I hope. That's what I hope they say. 855-940-MARK is our number. We're going to work to get some Congress people on uh, here earlier in the year. I wrote out a reach out to all my contacts to see who's available, and, and we'll see what happens uh, when they do get back to work next week. It's a busy docket. There's not a lot of time, and there's so much to do. And as always, we will keep you abreast of who's doing what, or more importantly, who's not doing what, or more importantly, who's doing what to whom. Because that's what's really that's what's really on everyone's minds. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275 if you ever want to get through. If you want to drop us an open mic message, you can do that as well. Go to any one of our Catriot Radio Network radio stations. Download their mobile app. And uh, most of them have a little button called Open Mic. Just hit that, record your message, get it into the studio, and we will get it on the air ASAP. That stands for as soon as... Uh, AP 855-940-MARK is our number 855-940-6275 We have to take a quick break But there's much more Mark K Show On the way
This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855 No, listen, I'm very excited uh, to be here. Not just Look, it seemed, it's Friday today, and it's a very it's been a very short week, shorter than usual. Only we lost the one day. Um, but what happens is when you have... You know, when you have one day, when you're down, it's 20% of the week is gone. And so uh, it definitely seems like it's been a very short week, although we have had a lot. We have had a lot of, uh, of action and a lot of things happen in that week. And next week is going to be our first full week back from vacation. I'm very excited about it. I already reached out, like I said, to all of our contacts in Washington, D.C. to see who we can get on the show. I definitely want to get Laura Loomer back on the show, especially since she got swatted recently, because I think she'll be I think she'll be a good guest. And Susie from Middleburg. Uh, joins us next week live in studio, which I'm going to be honest with It's amazing. After all this time, um, we finally get a face-to-face -face with Susie in Middleburg. She'll be here Tuesday filling in for Hannah, who's still out. And uh, and we're going to, and we're just going to be kicking it. We're going to be chilling, enjoying some Whataburger. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll, you know, do a little deep dive into Susie from Middleburg and how she went from being just Susie from Middleburg to becoming the uh, the radio superstar that she is. And then, of course, you know, we'll uh, we'll get some other surprises in here for you in the next couple weeks as well. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275 is our number. Now, coming up in just a minute, I'm going to share with you these clips of Ron DeSantis last night on CNN. Again, I'm not sure if his campaign team is just like, you know what, let's do whatever we can to tank this guy's career because we're all tired and we want to go home. If they're trying to like, if they're trying to go ahead and end it so they still have time to send out their resumes and get on to some kind of winning campaign, uh, or if they're just, if they're just not that, you know, in tune with what's going on with what the voters want. Anyway, we'll play you the clips that I believe could be the beginning of the end of the Ron DeSantis for president in 2024 campaign. That's coming up right after this quick break on the Marquee Show. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. We're entertaining meets informative. This show makes the listener feel like it's my show. You make bad news sound good. Mark K for three hours a day. Loving it! This is the Marquee Show. Breaking news, breaking news, folks. Breaking news. The aliens that were walking around the Miami Mall uh, that caused the massive, the massive police presence the other day with 60 squad cars and hundreds of officers. Uh, apparently, the eight-foot aliens that were wandering around the Miami Mall, they've been captured, and Ron DeSantis flew them to Martha's Vineyard. So... We're good to go. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-627. All right, let's talk a little bit about Ron DeSantis, or as Hannah would call him if he were here, if she were here. He'll never be here. She might be here again in January. Uh, but she would call him Big Daddy D, uh, former governor of the state of Florida. I mean, I guess currently he's still technically the governor, although we haven't seen him in a while. Uh, and a political candidate, although probably not for too much longer, because he still makes, he makes these questionable makes these questionable, these very bizarre things that are going on with the Ron DeSantis campaign. And it's led a lot of people to think, you know, maybe he just wasn't ready for prime time. And the good news is, as Friedrich Nietzsche used to tell me, what does not kill me makes me stronger. And the same, I imagine, has to be true of political candidates, although maybe not, because you never heard from Jeb Bush again. You never heard from Jeb Bush again after he got tormented by Donald Trump and he had to actually explain to people, um, now... Now, 
is please clap now. Please clap. Yeah, that was uh, there was no coming back from that. Michael Dukakis, same thing when he was in the tank with the goofy helmet on. Oh, there are there are some moments that I guess you just never you know what does not kill you uh, or what does kill you kills you in politics a lot of the time. But Ron DeSantis, he may live to fight another day, even though his trips to Iowa have been a little tumultuous. Um, there was, of course, a red pilled woman reminded me of this on our on our Rumble page just moments ago that his wife Casey, who also used to work here in Jacksonville, Florida, as a broadcaster. I should check her Facebook and see if she has a bunch of men from Saudi Arabia and Dubai uh, following her because that seems to be a big thing. Um, Casey DeSantis from uh, Jacksonville, Florida, married to Ron DeSantis. She now is making just as many flubs as her husband. She said, hey, everybody, come on to Iowa and help us commit voter fraud. We're asking all of these moms and grandmoms to come from wherever it might be, North Carolina, South Carolina, and to descend upon the state of Iowa to be a part of the because you do not have to be a resident of Iowa to be able to participate in the cause. I, I accidentally pulled the what the bleep version, but I also realized I like that one a lot better <laughs> than, uh, than their usual. But yeah, she's telling everybody, come on down and vote in the caucus because you don't have to be a resident of Iowa, which you do, which you do have to be. She had to backtrack that one. She had to walk it all back and say, no, no, we just want you to come and, you know, cheer everybody. Just be part of the atmosphere of the caucus, not the caucus itself, because you can't caucus unless you're an Iowan. Uh, which a lot of people knew, except apparently, of course, um, Casey uh, DeSantis. Well, yesterday, her her husband, Ron, who is somewhere either in second or third place or neck and neck with Nikki Haley, depending on which poll you're looking at and which day you're looking at it and what time of day you happen to be looking at it, and also from what angle. Because, you know, I look if I come over here to the left, I can look and I see Nikki Haley slightly ahead. But then if I cream, you know, if I just like turn my neck this way and kind of crane it around, it looks like Ron DeSantis is ahead. Either, either way, they are very close. Um, for second place, and both of them are way far away from the first place contender, Donald Trump. Well, uh, I guess in an effort to boost his his ratings or boost his poll numbers or or boost his his image in Iowa, he went on CNN, old uh, Big Daddy D, and he did a couple of quirky things. The first thing he did was bring a gift for Caitlin Collins who was a morning show host until she uh, did, the big, um, did, did the big town hall with Donald Trump and got elevated to the nighttime anchor position, where I believe she still is, although probably not much longer. Uh, here's him walking out on stage and giving Caitlin Collins a very cringy gift. Thank you. Thanks so much. Now, great to be back at Grandview. Thanks, CNN. So I heard the other day... Someone say that Caitlin Collins had some basketball skills. <laughs> now, I don't know if that was a mistake or not, but I know in Iowa they have a Caitlin Clark. So I just wanted to give you this as a memento. And, and just respectfully, if the game's on the line and we need a buzzer beater, I'm going with Clark over Collins. So. Rest assured, her free throws and her threes are much better than mine, Governor. But thank you. Yeah, and that she, he's referencing a a, ver, a gaffe that Nikki Haley made. I think she wrote on X. Uh, she went to a uh, to an Iowa was it Iowa State maybe. Uh, she went to an Iowa basketball game, and there's a a superstar female player there named Caitlin Clark. And when she tweeted about how great Caitlin Clark was on the court, she accidentally mentioned Caitlin Collins's name instead. So Ron DeSantis took the opportunity to make what he thought was a really funny joke by bringing her a Caitlin Clark jersey. And then Caitlin Collins said, thank you so much, uh, but if the game were on the line, you should probably pick Caitlin Clark, to which Ron DeSantis said, oh, I'm gonna. Uh, 
I'm good to be. Oh, rest assured. I know you you suck at basketball compared to her. Now, the 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 interesting thing about this is that I don't know how many people were in tune to this whole situation. I'll be honest with you. I had no idea until after this happened that Nikki Haley even called Caitlin Clark by the wrong name. Uh, that, that one slipped through my radar. And if it slipped through my radar, I have to imagine the average CNN viewer had no idea what he was talking about. But in addition to that, Caitlin Clark immediately after the joke was made at her expense, came back and said something along the lines of, we're female athletes. We are not pawns for your political games. So again, it's just, you know, yeah, it's just everything's backfiring on Ron DeSantis. Now, before, before we get to the big flub of the day, before we get to the thing that I believe cost him not just this election, but also any future political capital he may have had, uh, he did say something which I kind of liked, and it was regarding getting rid of the getting rid of the IRS. Florida as well. You have no income tax. You have said that you believe other states should follow Florida's follow Florida's lead on that. If you were president, would you eliminate the federal income tax? Oh, I mean, can I stop dreaming? I mean, like, wouldn't you like to eliminate the IRS and have what I would want is I just I think I would eliminate the IRS, have a single rate uh, and, and just do like a flat tax. Uh, I think that would be the ideal tax system uh, to be able to do. Take away the distortions. And what happens is Florida is a good example of this. We have low tax and we cut taxes and yet we attract more investment and our economic base expands. So I run these big budget surpluses where we're paying down debt by lowering rates. I think you look at some of the other states that are high tax states, they tax, they cause businesses to flee and individuals to flee. Then they go back to the well and they tax more and it's like a vicious cycle. So low rates, uh, broad base ultimately is the best and most conducive to economic but you growth. Push yeah, but anyway, so he's saying, look, get rid of flat tax, you know, fair tax is uh, Neil Bortz is a thing that he wrote the whole book about, which I tried to get into. I, I, I love, I'm a big fan of the fair tax and I read the book years ago and I, I should have reread it recently. I, I tried to explain it once and everybody complained that I was bastardizing it. So then I reached out to Neil Bortz to get him on the show, but he basically told me to pound sand. Um, but, you know, it's a, it's a great program and it's something that a lot of really intelligent uh, economists over the years have have been proponents of a flat tax, a fair tax, a consumption tax, something other than the grossly unfair income tax system that everybody complains about. Poor people complain about it because they don't want to pay any taxes. Rich people uh, don't pay any taxes and everyone complains to them. I mean, it's just this whole, the accountants love it because it keeps them in business, uh, finding loopholes for their wealthy clients. Uh, but really, all in all, it's a flawed system. And if you just got rid of the IRS, if you got rid of the current tax system, if you move to a consumption tax or a flat tax or a fair tax, any of these things would be, you know, our old buddy Herman Cain, 999. That's another good one. 999 play. All of these things are much better than the system we have in place. And Ron DeSantis being the governor of one of the few income tax free states is a huge proponent. And that is something that, uh, and having, being a resident of an, he's 100% right. If you get rid of the income tax, if you lower the corporate taxes in your state, people will move there. Businesses are moving to Florida at an, at a ridiculously quick rate. You've got, if you go to Miami right now, it looks like Wall Street. There are so many financial companies and banking companies and insurance companies. Everybody's racing to Miami to eat up whatever real estate's left down there, open up their businesses because there's no state income tax. The employees that they move into Miami love it because, well, there's no state income tax. They're getting tax breaks and the state is booming because there's all these people in here spending money. Ron DeSantis is uh, ending up with surpluses. 
And the real estate taxes, forget about it. I mean, they're just there's very little real estate available. The real estate that is available is at a premium, and that means that the uh, the taxes go up as well. So it's a it's a win-win philosophy. When you look at a state like California, he's right. In California, the opposite happens. The higher the taxes, the less people want to move there. In fact, the more people are, the more likely people are to move away. And if people move away, they take their money with them. And if people move away and they take their money, then the government looks around and goes, we need more money. We've got to raise taxes. And they raise the taxes on the people that are left behind, thus causing more people to move away to places where they're, it's really, it's the most commonsensical thing in the entire world. But again, when you're a Democrat, common sense isn't really your forte. Uh, so that was impressive. But Ron DeSantis took questions from the audience because that's what you do at a town hall. And I tell you, we just did a town hall the other day, a salute to America town hall. It was me and Brian Kilmeade and a bunch of fantastic uh, local veterans who were doing some amazing things. And we took questions from the audience. They filled out cards. They handed them to the host. Uh, the host read the questions. We answered them. It was fantastic. Well, Ron DeSantis did something similar, um, but they handed this guy a microphone and he asked him about January 6th. Because, you know, tomorrow is the third anniversary of the January 6th protests at the Capitol. The third anniversary of Donald Trump making his speech where he said, I know you're going to go to the Capitol building and make yourselves peacefully and patriotically, or make your voices peacefully and patriotically heard. Three years ago, tomorrow. Kind of wish we were live on the air, but it's a Saturday and, you know, what? I can't change that. Um, but on the three-year anniversary, he, Ron DeSantis got this question about the folks who were there that day. Patriotism. Did the January 6th insurrectionists display patronism as some of them claim they did? No, of course not. I mean, that was not a good day for the country. Um, I think the media has taken that, and I think the left has taken that and really tried to politicize it, but it was not a good day for the country. You know, patriotism to me— He said, uh, no, of course not. The question was, did the protesters at the Capitol building on January 6th display patriotism, as some of them claim to have done? And Ron DeSantis said, no. No, they did not. Keep in mind— I would like to say the majority of the the majority of the protesters at the Capitol building, both the ones who were inside the Capitol building wandering around peacefully, the ones who were outside the Capitol building, you know, chanting things and through bullhorns and fl flying flags and whatnot, uh, the majority of them were Donald Trump supporters. A large number of them, I believe, to be federal officers, <laughs> but that's a that's a conversation for another day. But Ron DeSantis says no; those people at the Capitol building were not patriots, which is odd to me because. One of the First Amendments, in fact, the First Amendment stipulates that Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of a religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. Well, you had a, like 100,000 people and they were they had some grievances and they wanted to petition the government for a redress of those grievances, so they went peaceably to the Capitol building to assemble, the majority of them. And Ron DeSantis says, no, those people, those people aren't patriots. Did the January 6th insurrectionists display patronism as some of them claim they did? No, of course not. I mean, that was not a good day for the country. No, of course not. Of course they didn't display patriotism or patrionism. As that guy, now that I hear it again, he says patrionism. Did the January 6th insurrectionists display patronism? Patronism. 
So this is what happens when you go on CNN. You get these loaded questions because here's a guy that calls them insurrectionists, number one, says, did the January 6th insurrectionists, of which none of them have been charged or found guilty, did they display patrionism as they claim they did? I don't recall any of them claiming they were patriotic, but patriotism is what they were looking for. But according to the, uh, men, the First Amendment of the United States Constitution, it's your right as a as a citizen of the United States, and I'm, I will argue it is your responsibility as a citizen of the United States to exercise your rights. Because if you don't exercise your rights, you know what happens? Atrophy. Atrophy. If you don't use it, you lose it. That's what I learned from the 40-year-old virgin. And so that is something that's very important. But Ron DeSantis openly admitted on CNN in front of an audience of liberals and Caitlin Collins, also a liberal, uh, that the January 6th protesters were not patriotic. And that's going to be a problem for him if he ever runs for a national office again. It's going to be a problem for him if he runs for any office again, because he's going to need those people to vote for him. Every single person that believed that Donald Trump's uh, election defeat was not on the up and up, every single person that believes that Donald Trump's election was stolen from him, every single person that wanted to stop the certification until a complete and thorough investigation could be done and all questions could be answered and who peaceably and patriotically went to the Capitol building to air their redress of grievances as if January 6th were just an extension of Festivus. They were there doing what they believed was their patriotic duty. Ron DeSantis believes they were not. In fact, he said, of course they're not. Did the January 6th insurrectionists display patronism as some of them claim they did? No, of course not. I mean, that was... Of course not. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Listen, we got to take a quick break. There's more on this too, because I don't... There, I really think that if he runs again in 2028, or if he's, if he's selected for any national office, this is something that's going to come back and bite him in the you-know-where, especially because he said it two days before January 6th. 855-940-MARK. Don't go anywhere, folks. We will be right back. <laughs> This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. 855 mark is our number. You know, it's an interesting question about what Ron DeSantis said about patrionism, which is going to be my new favorite word. Did the January 6th insurrectionists display patronism as some of them claim they did? No, of course not. I mean, that was not a good day for the country. Yeah, and uh, coming up here on the anniversary tomorrow. Uh, but it's interesting because I wish somebody would have asked him, what about the what about the Black Lives Matter George Floyd protesters? What about the people who took to the streets all over the country to uh, flip over cop cars and burn down police stations and throw bricks through uh, you know business windows and loot and riot? Because you know, they're called social justice warriors. You know, what about the people that what about the people that Kamala Harris and LeBron James paid to bail out of prison? Are they? Patriots, and if so, why would the January 6th protesters, who were the majority of them nonviolent, uh, why would they not be considered patriotic? Why wouldn't anybody look right or wrong? You know, whether you think that that uh, we're crackpots or whether you think we're onto something, whether you think we're we're being taken advantage of or if we're taking advantage of the system, either way, everybody in the United States of America has the right to voice their opinion and let their opinions peacefully and patriotically be heard. And when you look at some of the largest, when you look at some of the largest protests this country's seen, not just in the last couple of years, but ever, the majority of the nonviolent ones are the ones now, especially, uh, that are being ridiculed and called an insurrection instead of what they were, which was a protest. 
um, a patriotic protest. Do protests get out of hand? Yes. Was the January 6th protest anywhere near as out of hand as what we saw in in uh, in uh, you know Kenosha, Wisconsin? No, not what a, a CNN would report a fiery but mostly peaceful protest was happening in Kenosha, Wisconsin, while gas stations were exploding behind them. But when it comes to a group of Republicans at the Capitol building saying, hey, Trump won, all of a sudden they're insurrectionists and they are not displaying patriotism. And instead of saying, hold on there. They're as much patriots as BLM is social justice warriors. Ron DeSantis took another tact. No, of course not. I mean, that was. Yeah, no, of course they're not patriots. I'm going to look, I'm here at CNN, so I'm going to pander to liberals and then I'll go back out and pander to, to uh, Republicans tomorrow. 855-940-MARK. Quick break. We'll be right back. We're entertaining meets informative. This show makes the listener feel like it's my show. You make bad news sound good. Mark K for three hours a day. Loving it! This is the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. I have some open mics. I'll be honest with you. Usually I preview the open mics, but today I did not. So I'm just going to play these open mics. These are, I'm not even, I have no idea what's going to come through uh, the open mics when I hit the button. So we're just going to, we're just going to start on the left here and, and see what uh, we end up with. Did you pick up on the similarity between Anderson Cooper's girly cackle and Hannah's laugh when they were killing that snake? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, wait a minute. I did not notice that as a matter of fact. I did not notice that. But I, you know what? I feel like it's probably I feel like it's probably my duty to uh, to double check those two things. So the first one was Anderson Cooper's laugh when they were talking about the bar full of cats where John Mayer was kicking it on New Year's Eve. That's that here. Wait, I'm sorry. That's not it at all. Uh, let me go back to, let me go back to where, uh, here it is. Anderson Cooper Katz. Talk to me about this bar. You are, <laughs> you're in the bar and there are cats everywhere. Yes. They are licking each other. There are cats. There, I mean, yes. And here is Hannah's voice laughing at her, uh, her family members, uh, slaughtering a snake right before her eyes. <laughs> that is, I'll be honest with you. That is, they're very, a lot of similarities. Talk to me about this bar. You are, you're in the bar and there are cats yes. everywhere. They are licking each other. There are cats. There, I mean, it is yes. Now. It's, I don't know if that's worse for Hannah or worse for Anderson Cooper. Is it worse that Anderson Cooper sounds like a 28 year old woman? Or is it worse that Hannah sounds like a, I don't even know how old, a 50 year old gay man? That's what. <laughs> Talk to me about this bar. You are in the bar, and there are cats yes. everywhere. They are licking each other. There are cats. There, I mean, oh, that yes. is a, wow. That is. I'm so glad I didn't. I'm so. I'm so glad I heard that first, uh, for the first time. Live on the air. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. This is fun. You know what? We should do this. Every Friday should be like blind open mics. Or at least once a at least once a week. Maybe I just yeah, I just uh, we load them up and I just play them. Yeah, I just, like here, I'll play I'll just pick a letter. Uh, hey one. Mark, love your show. I personally think that Donald Trump should pick one of his children for his vice president. You know. 
if you want to make the liberal media and liberal uh, politicians all over the globe explode, then yes, absolutely. Have Donald Trump choose Donald Trump Jr. as vice president. So we have a Trump Trump ticket. That would be that would be something Donald Trump would one thousand percent do. I don't know that it would help him with the electorate at all, uh, but it would it would definitely be trolling at the utmost. I mean, I don't even know if it's, you know, I'm sure there's some law somewhere or some obscure constitutional, you know, muckety muck who would argue that it's unconstitutional. Although I don't think, I don't, right. I've read the constitution. I've read the clauses about the vice president. I haven't seen anything in there that says it can't be a blood relative. I know there's something, you know, people always point to the clause about being from the same state, but they misinterpret that. Um, that would be really, that would be, you know, the left already believes that Donald Trump is capable of the worst, most horrific things you could even imagine. In fact, I couldn't even imagine them, but the left can. Jack Smith is the special prosecutor who is just having the worst, he's having the worst year. He's had the worst couple months. Uh, Jack Smith, you may remember, was chosen by Merrick Garland, the, the uh, attorney general of the United States, to be the special counsel. And his one job and his one job alone is to make sure Donald Trump cannot run for president by disqualifying him either A, on the grounds of insurrection and rebellion or working with a, being a foreign agent or just getting him in jail somehow, even though you can still run for president from jail. Uh, but Jack Smith's job was to figure out a way to disqualify Donald Trump from becoming the president again in 2024. So far, Jack Smith's done a horrible job at getting Donald Trump disqualified from being the president. The first thing he realized was there's really no evidence of any wrongdoing. So he had to drum some stuff up. He came up with some indictments. He indicted Donald Trump last year. And I remember this. You may remember we were going to uh, Washington, D.C., to broadcast at the Capitol building. However, the day we'd chosen to broadcast from the Capitol building, we found out was a day that Congress wasn't in session. So there was no point in us being there. Uh, I was then flying up to just go hang out with my in-laws and my family when all of a sudden Donald Trump got indicted. So I hightailed it downtown to the Capitol building and broadcast from Mark Kay's uh, Delta Charlie headquarters AKA the DC bureau. And, uh, and it, we, it was, it was a fun, phenomenal experience. But after that set of indictments came out, Jack Smith and the rest of the Democrats realized those are some pretty weak. Those are some, those are some pretty weak indictments. We need more indictments. So they went back to the well. Well, then he realized that this whole court case was going to take way too long. The election would be over before this thing even saw the inside of a courtroom. And if the election were over and Donald Trump were the president elect, it wouldn't be long before Donald Trump were the president. And then he could just pardon himself, drop all the charges and fire Jack Smith, kicking him out on his keister and leaving him unemployed. So Jack Smith went to the Supreme Court and said, listen, well, you got to make sure that Donald Trump can't use this whole presidential immunity thing. And I filed with the court and they said, meh, I had to appeal that, but that's going to take too long. I want you to do what no Supreme Court justice has ever done in the past. I'm asking something that no prosecutor has ever asked in the past. I'm asking something that I have no bearing or no reason to ask you for. And I'd like you to grant it. I'd like you to give me tertiary uh, responsibility. And I'd like you to hear my case by just bypassing the appellate system. Let's speed this thing up so we can all keep Donald Trump from becoming president of the United States. And the Supreme Court said, mm, nah, you can go back to Washington and do your job just like everybody else. You can go back to Washington and go through the motions just like everybody else. You don't get special treatment just because you're a special counsel on top of all that. There was another court case brought to the attention of the Supreme Court maintaining that Jack Smith 
ain't even all that special. In fact, his court or his appointment by Merrick Garland, Garland could be illegal and unconstitutional. Jack Smith has been given extraordinary powers, the kinds of powers that no special prosecutor has ever been given nor can be given simply by an appointment from the Justice Department. In fact, the kind of special powers that Jack Smith has received from Merrick Garland to go after Donald Trump and stop him dead in his tracks and single-handedly try to disqualify him from any and all ballots, that amount of power that he's been given can only be given by Congress. And that power wasn't given by Congress. Ergo, it is unconstitutional. And Jack Smith has no power. And if Jack Smith has no power, every single one of those indictments he brought against Donald Trump should be thrown out of court, dismissed, and he should be fired. And then probably Merrick Garland should be impeached for abuse of power, but that won't happen. We already know, we already know how slow the oversight committee works in the House of Representatives. So Jack Smith having a bad time. Well, Donald Trump says, uh, Donald Trump came out and posted, I think Jack Smith feels like he's losing politically because I'm leading everybody by a lot. I think I'd be leading anyway, but I wouldn't be leading by this much. People are really angry about the weaponization, about a political opponent, about a really dumb person taking the Justice Department. It's really easy to figure out that because so many other countries do it, but they're all third world countries, they're all banana republics, but people are angry about it, Donald Trump said. They don't like seeing where someone would use the FBI, the DOJ, and everything to go after a political opponent. This is the most weaponized country. We're not respected. Joe Biden is not respected. Our country is not respected. What this guy has done to this country in three years is unbelievable. You know, I have a saying, I'm making a lot of speeches where I say, if you add up the 10 worst presidents in the history of our country, all of them, the 10 worst, you could add them up cumulatively. They haven't done the damage that Joe Biden has done to our country. And Jack Smith may be feeling the heat and feeling the pressure because of some of the things that he's suggesting in some of his briefs and some of his indictments and some of his write-ups. And MSNBC was discussing one such accusation, one such summation that Jack Smith made. This is a warning. This is a warning that the Democrats are making to the American people. They're letting you know if Donald Trump wins re-election and becomes the 47th president of the United States, if he's allowed back in the White House, you folks don't even know how bad it's going to be. Do you know what he's going to do with the State of the Union address? Do you know? The Democrats do. The Democrats know exactly what's going to happen. Listen to this. We'll just read again from the filing, because this could be right out of a political thriller. Quote, the nation would have no recourse to deter a president from inciting his supporters during a State of the Union address to kill opposing lawmakers to ensure that he remains in office unlawfully. This is what Jack Smith believes Donald Trump is capable of doing. This is what Jack Smith is arguing. Donald Trump could use the State of the Union to incite the, his supporters, aka voters, aka you, into violence against his political enemies so he could stay in office. Donald Trump could do that from the bully pulpit that is the dais at the Capitol building during the State of the Union. That's what they want you to think. From inciting his supporters during a State of the Union address to kill opposing lawmakers to ensure that he remains in office unlawfully. They're trying to sell the nightmare 
of Donald Trump, not just the nightmare of a guy who's going to come back to office and build a wall and kick out the illegals and stop immigration from terrorist countries and who's going to shut down airplanes from China if coronavirus breaks out and somebody who's going to go take out terrorist leaders in the dead of night and somebody who's going to bring this country back from the brink and somebody who's going to just flush the deep state down the toilet. Not That's not the only nightmare. They believe that he's going to walk into the Capitol building during the State of the Union, get up and up at that podium and say, my fellow Americans, the State of the Union is strong, but it'd be a lot stronger if my voters went out there and killed a bunch of people. The, uh, the State of the Union is strong, but to really make it strong, I need to be in power forever. So let's go get them. It's really a bizarre turn of events. The interesting thing is that Jack Smith doesn't point out in his brief is that if Donald Trump could, what was it? From inciting his supporters during a state of the union address to kill opposing lawmakers to ensure that he remains in office unlawfully. Yeah. Okay. So if Donald Trump as president of the United States could use the state of the union dress to incite his followers to kill opposing lawmakers so he could stay in power, so could Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. So could Barack Obama when he was president. So could have Bill Clinton. Any president would be able to do that. What are you going to do? Take away the State of the Union address? You're going to say no more State of the Union because we're afraid of what the president is going to do? What the president's going to say? And why are they afraid that it's Donald Trump that's going to incite his supporters? to go out and kill political rivals. Because I remember a day back when Ron DeSantis was just a lowly congressman from District 6, and he was in Washington, D.C. at the congressional softball game practice field. The Republicans were out practicing, Republicans like Rand Paul and Steve Scalise and Ron DeSantis. And while he was walking back to his car, a gentleman walked up and said, are those the Republicans over there? And Ron DeSantis, now governor of Florida, said, yes, the Republicans are right over there. And the guy said, thanks, bub. And he walked over to the field and he pulled out a gun and he started to shoot at the Republican lawmakers. <laughs> Repeatedly. <laughs> they had to take cover. <laughs> Steve Scalise got hit, had a long recovery, came back, suffered cancer. The guy's, had, the guy's had a rough life, but he's a fighter. That was a Bernie Sanders supporter. If anybody were more likely to get up at the dais of the uh, uh, Capitol building during the State of the Union and incite violence against their political enemies, I'm going to be honest with you, in my humble opinion, it would be a Democrat because they're the ones that are more prone to violence. And all you have to do is look at, well, the BLM riots. All you have to do is look at the shooter who uh, who took out Steve Scalise at the congressional baseball game. Uh, all you have to or practice field. All you have to do is look till yesterday in Iowa, where the school shooter was a transgender youth who, for whatever reason, thought it was appropriate to go to school, shoot and kill a sixth grader, injure others, and then take their own life. Posting in a goodbye message on TikTok beforehand, a TikTok feed which was, which was inundated with pro-LGBTQ transgender uh, content. I mean, there's... Yes, there's mental illness in this country. Yes, there's real problems with violence. Yes, political uh, discourse can get angry. But I'm more worried about what Joe Biden's going to do from the uh, from the pulpit than Donald Trump. 
855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. We got to take a quick break. Coming up, ladies and gentlemen, we are just a few minutes away from the very first round of Fake News Friday. Fake News Friday for 2024. We got some good ones today, too. Uh, we've got fake headlines. We've got real headlines. We're going to read you both. It's your job to figure out which is which. Which, if you'd like to play, you can go ahead and give us a buzz. We'll uh, we'll take some time and line up some contestants. 855-940-MARK. Don't go anywhere, folks. More Mark K Show is on the way right after this. Hey, this is the Mark K Show. My name's Mark K. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Let me do another, let me do another blind uh, open mic. Although if it's an open mic, I guess it would be a deaf open mic because I haven't heard it. It's not that I haven't. Okay, another deaf open mic here. I've never heard this before. I wonder how many Whataburgers Chris Christie can eat in one setting. Is there any way to figure that out? And I, other than taking him to a Whataburger and sitting him down. Although, you know, have you noticed that Chris Christie, this is interesting because Chris Christie does not eat on the campaign trail. A lot of times you'll see people, they stop at restaurants, they'll have a slice of pizza. Donald Trump, remember, he bought pizzas for everybody. Joe Biden went and ate pizzas with the troops, although he didn't wait for the troops to eat. He just started chowing down. Joe, uh, Donald Trump has been seen um, having a burger and a steak with folks. Joe Biden is always at Jenny's Ice Cream. Like always, even when it's not a campaign event, he just goes to Jenny's ice cream. But Chris Christie never eats in front of the camera, which is, I guess, you know, not shocking, but he's definitely eaten off camera. Uh, 855-940. Mark is our number. There's, We're going to get some fake news Friday here in just a minute. Also, I do need to mention real quick, something popped up with Hunter. And uh, Hunter Biden, for those of you that maybe, you know, because uh, Adam had a roommate. He thought I was talking about his old college roommate named Hunter. But no, Hunter Biden, which I believe if he's not there yet, he will be very shortly. Uh, Hunter will soon be one of those names that it, as soon as you hear the first name, you know who exactly we're talking about. One of those one named wonders like, you know, if you say Cher, you know who you're talking about. If you say uh, Madonna, you know who you're, you know, who you're, if you say Rush, for example, a lot of people just automatically thought of Rush Limbaugh. And I think, I think Hunter's almost there. Cause as soon as I say Hunter, that's the one I think most people, most people uh, know of, but there's a couple of things that are big news in the Hunter Biden investigation in Congress. And I want to share those with you. Also fake news Friday is coming up. 855-940-MARK. Don't go anywhere folks. More Mark K show right after this. We're entertaining meets informative. This show makes the listener feel like it's my show. You make bad news sound good. Mark K for three hours a day. Loving it! This is the Mark K Show. I think Donald Trump's VP pick should be Carrie Lake, and then she could be president for eight more years. You know, Carrie Lake's uh, running for Senate, and I think she's got a pretty good chance of locking up that seat in Arizona for six years. And that's going to be a big win for the Republicans, especially if it's a three-way race. So I'm kind of happy with Carrie Lake exactly where she is. And I think there's been some gameplay in that position. I think what they've done is they've gamed it out and they said, look, here's where we need every, here's everybody's job um, coming up in the next election. Carrie Lake, you're going to be the senator. You're going to give us the Senate. Donald Trump, you're going to be president. And there's a whole slew of great names. For example, Christy Noem from South Dakota, governor of South Dakota. She showed it. She popped up in Iowa just the other day. And uh, I'm sure she'll be there for the duration. Uh, another Another one of my faves, I don't know if she's in contention, I really wish she were, is Sarah Huckabee Sanders from Arkansas. She's uh, the daughter of Mike Huckabee and, of course, the governor of the state. She was Donald Trump's press secretary. She's 
I worked well with Donald Trump for for a long time, and she is she is a passionate and she is a um, conservative leader, and I think she'd be a stellar vice presidential pick. I know the people in Arkansas would hate to lose her, but we'd love to have her. Uh, we'd love to have her in the White House. Byron Donalds, his is that his is a name that comes up a lot as well. So there's a there's the good thing is, and the interesting thing you have to think about is when you look at the Republican Party, there's way more candidates. There's way more of a bench. Uh, you know, if you there's there's rumor going around that when Ron DeSantis's term is up in two years and because he's term limited out and because he's probably going to run for president again in 2028, there's going to be a vacancy. And who in the state of Florida is going to take that vacancy? And a lot of argument has been made toward Matt Gates. A lot of people say Matt Gates is is positioning himself for a, uh, a run at the governorship. And, you know, he'd be uh, speaking as a Floridian, speaking as a friend of Matt Gates. I would say I think it, he'd be a great uh, he'd be a great pick. He'd be a great pick. He'd, he'd be able to continue the tradition of strong con conservative leadership here in the free state of Florida. So there's a deep bench for all of these positions in the Republican Party. The Democrats don't have that. I mean, that's why we have, think about it. We've got Joe Biden, and should, God forbid, something happen to him, next in line is Kamala Harris. No, 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 no. It's true. She's next in line. I'm vice president. My name is Kamala Harris. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and that's it. And then you've got, what, Gavin Newsom? Maybe. But there's nobody, there's no litany or long list of potential Democrats who are well-liked and who are, uh, you know, uh, prolific enough and who have the passion and the desire and the drive and the experience to fill any of these top spots. Um, so it, it just comes down to, you know, can we win some elections? Yeah, if we can start winning elections on this side of the aisle, then we've got a fantastic future ahead of us because of this young crop of conservatives who are doing great things and will continue to do great things uh, well into the future. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. All right, it's, uh, it's time for Fake News Friday, ladies and gentlemen. This just in, it's Fake News Friday. Da, 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 da. And we've got the you can hear it flying around the metropolitan area looking for the fake news, looking for the real news. All you have to do is tell us the difference between the two. And if you get more right than your opponent, then you will get a point. Whoever has the most points at the end of the game wins a Mark K. Show prize pack, which is stellar. Thank you. And, uh, and uh, you know, bragging rights for at least a week. 855-940-MARK. Uh, Our first contestant today, all the way from Middleburg, Florida, is Mary. Hi, Mary. How are you? I'm great. I'm so excited. I've oh. been listening to the show this game since she started it. You've been listening to the Everybody show? I talked with Trump. Oh, wow. You've I've been, been listening to the show ever since you were on for like, I forgot how I thought it was dumb. But anyhow. Oh, give me, <laughs> so you've been listening for a very long time, Mary. Yes, sir. Oh, we appreciate yeah. that very much. Yeah, we love that. Well, that means that not only do you like the show, but. I'm excited. You what? Yeah, and I'm, I'm excited that Susie's going to come in. <laughs> she cracks me up. That who? Oh, Trump oh yeah, no, yeah, Ooh, yeah. Susie from also from Middlebury. Yeah, no, she's very, she's gonna be fun too. Uh -huh. uh, you're playing against Cody today in Orlando. What's up, Cody? How are you? What's going on, Mark? Doing pretty good. Oh, good. How Cody? about you? Yeah, I'm doing great. Happy New Year to you. How are things in Orlando today? Oh, you know, sending out some estimates and trying to get some stuff done. Oh, that's great. You know, and and taking a little break to play some Fake News Friday. Of course, you got to take a break I, to play some play some games. I love it. I love it. That's my motto. Uh, all right, Mary Cody, Cody Mary. Here's what's going to happen. Like I said, one by one, I'm going to read. I'm going to read you these headlines, and then after I read the headline, it's just your job to say yes, Mark. That's real news, or that is fake news. If you're correct, you get a point. The most points at the end of the game wins. Any questions before we start? No, sir. All right, Mary. We're going to start with you. Are you ready for your first headline? 
Yes, sir. Here we go. Let's take a listen. Here we go. Hallmark. Hallmark has released a controversial line of January 6th sympathy cards for Republicans to send to their forlorn Democrat friends and family members. <laughs> is that real news or is that fake news? Oh, that fake news. Hallmark releases controversial line of January 6th sympathy cards for Republicans to send to their forlorn Democrat friends and family members. You believe that's fake news? Yes, sir. Uh, it is. It is fake news. Oh, that fake news. But I kind of wish they would. I had to make my own January 6th sympathy cards this year. So hopefully, uh, <laughs> hopefully by next year, someone will jump on that because I think that, you know, roses are red, violets are blue. Three years ago, there was an insurrection. No, there wasn't. Ha ha. Something like that. Yeah, I don't want to. Um, anyway, <laughs> we'll, yeah, we'll work on we'll work on some of the insights for uh, for next year. All right, uh, Mary, you got yourself a point. Very nicely done. Cody, Yay. are you ready for your first headline? Absolutely. Listen carefully and tell us if this is real news or fake news. Just hours after Bill Clinton's name was confirmed in the Epstein files, Hillary was seen at Home Depot buying duct tape, a shovel, and a large black tarp. Is that real <laughs> news or is that fake news? I gotta, I gotta go with fake news, Mark. Just hours after Bill Clinton's name was confirmed in the Epstein files, Hillary was seen at Home Depot buying duct tape, a shovel, and a large black tarp. You believe that's fake news? Yes, sir. She doesn't. Yeah, she doesn't go shopping. You are fake news. She has people to do that for her. She sends. She sends. What's that kid's name? Chelsea. That's easy. Yeah, anyway, uh, good job, Cody. You've, you've tied up the game. You're on the board one to one. Also, I imagine she's more of like a. She's probably more of like a Lowe's person. Uh, all right, here we go. Mary, back to you. Here's your next headline. Th remember, tell us if this is real news or if this is fake news, okay? Okay. Here we go. Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg has been hired by NBC to join their Paris Olympics broadcasting team. Is that real news or is that fake news? I'm going to say that's real news. Snoop Dogg. weird like that. You think we have Snoop Dogg has been hired to join NBC's Paris Olympics Dang broadcast it. team. You believe that is real news? Yes, why not? <laughs> that is real news. Yeah. He's got his mind on the Olympics and the Olympics on his mind. Uh, yeah, he's going to give his unique tape with a series of reports for NBC this summer's Olympic, uh, this summer's Olympics in Paris, France. By the way, when I first read it, it said Paris Olympics. I thought it said Paralympics. And I thought, well, that's an interesting, that's interesting that Snoop Dogg would be there. But uh, anyway, I, I imagine with Snoop Dogg there, the ratings will be high. Oh, yeah. Be Everybody will be high. I'll be, that's right. <laughs> We're all going to get high. All right, Mary, you got, your, Contact you, for everyone. you got yourself another point. Nicely done. Cody, are you yeah. ready? Uh, you can try to tie it up right here. Yes, sir. Here we go. Listen carefully. Tell us if this is real news or fake news. A man urinating on railroad tracks was killed after being hit by a flying cow. Is that real news or is that fake news? Wow. A man urinating on railroad tracks was killed after being hit by a flying cow. Real news or fake news? Um, uh, crazy as it sounds, I'm going to say real news. 
as crazy as that sounds, you're going to say it's real news that a man urinating on the railroad tracks was killed after being hit by a flying cow. No, you never know in this country anymore. Well, it wasn't in this country. It was in India. Shiv Dayal Sharma was relieving himself <laughs> on the railway tracks uh, when all of a sudden he was struck by a cow that was tossed 30 meters up in the air after it was hit by an express train. So the train hit a cow. The cow flew through the air and hit poor Mr. Shiv Dayal Sharma, who was just trying to wee-wee on, uh, on the train tracks. Nicely done for you. <laughs> but I think in India, getting hit by a cow is good. Isn't that good luck? Don't they? Anyway, I don't know. And Mary, back to you. It's score. The score is two to two. Are you ready for your next headline? I am. Listen carefully. Tell us if this is real news or fake news. <laughs> Former Harvard preset. Pr uh, <laughs> Pardon me. I mean, <laughs> let me. I'm a. Well, I'm a, I'm a yeah, I sure do. Let me. Uh, let me take that. Take two on that one. President Claudine Gay has been offered a position at Xerox so she can work with other professional copiers. <laughs> Former Harvard President Claudine Gay has been offered a position at Xerox so she can work with other professional copiers. Is that real news or fake news, Mary? That's fake news. You think that's fake news? Yes, sir. Because, you know, she apparently copied a lot of stuff. Oh, I know. Yeah, that is... Oh, that fake news. I was just talking to Adam. About that. In fact, she's not. She was fired as the president of Harvard. But get this. They just made her a professor instead. And I think she got a I think she got a race. She's making like almost a million dollars a year. Isn't that crazy? Yep. And she doesn't. She doesn't even have the uh, she doesn't even have all the hassles of being a president of a university anymore. So now I feel like she came out <laughs> the big winner. All right, Cody, uh, you're next. Are you ready, sir? Yes, sir. Tell me if this next headline is real news or if this is fake news. Desperate for publicity, Mario Lopez tries to convince people he is on the Epstein client list. <laughs> Desperate for publicity, Mario Lopez tries to convince people he is on the Epstein client list. Is that real news or is that fake news? Uh, you are fake news. <laughs> that, is, that, is, that is correct. That is you are fake news. Oh, there, that guy, he's a man. If there's ever been, ever been anybody, though, who would lie about being on the Epstein list, it would be it would be that guy for sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, it's a close game so far. <laughs> three to three. Mary, are you ready for your next headline? I am. Here we go. Tell everyone if this is real news or fake news. After losing 28 games in a row, the Detroit Pistons have been relegated to the WNBA. That is, that is fake news. After, <laughs> after losing 28 games in a row, the Detroit Pistons have been relegated to the WNBA. You believe that is fake news? I believe that is fake news. Yeah, they'd get their asses kicked at the WNBA. That is fake news. Oh, <laughs> that fake news. They, well, they set a record for the most consecutive losses by, like, anybody, anywhere, at any time. Uh, all right, good job, Mary. Cody, are you ready for your next one? I am. Here we go. Listen carefully. Tell us if this is real news or if this is fake news. Mexican drug cartel provided free Wi-Fi to locals and threatened to kill them if they didn't use it. Is that real news 
or is that fake news? I, I got to go fake news. Mexican drug cartel provided free Wi-Fi to locals and threatened to kill them if they didn't use it. You believe that's fake news? Now you're making me second-guess myself. Oh, that wasn't my intention. <laughs> lo, lo siento. <laughs> yes, yes, fake news. Fake news. That is... La Verdad. That is real news, yeah. A cartel in central what? Mexico in uh, Miojacuan set up its own makeshift internet antennas and told locos, locals they had to use it or they would be killed. <laughs> they didn't want the, uh, the local uh, telephone company, I guess, getting all the residuals. Uh, all right, Mary, which means we come down here to the final round. Are you ready for your next one? Yes, sir. Listen carefully. Tell us if this is real news or if this is fake news. Here we go. Joe Biden tells rally goers he must save our democracy, even if it means canceling the election and granting himself four more years in office. Is that real news or is that fake news? It's fake news, but totally plausible. It's, but it's fake news. As Joe Biden tells rally goers he must save our democracy, even if it means canceling the election and granting himself four more years, that is... Fake plausible news. Nicely done. You are fake news. That's a new category. Fake but could be true. Uh, nicely done, Mary. All right, Cody. Uh, here we go. One more. Are you ready? I'm ready. No, oh, I got a couple I want to choose from. All right, I think I, I think I got a good one. Are you ready? Here we go. Let's take a listen. After removing Trump from their ballot, the Colorado Supreme Court tries to remove Chris Christie from their ski lifts. <laughs> After removing Trump from their ballot, Colorado Supreme Court tries to remove Chris Christie from their ski lifts. Is that real news or is that fake news? Fake news. Man, I'll tell you what, if you think Donald Trump on a ballot is threatening, just wait till you get Chris Christie on a ski lift. That is fake news. Nicely done. Oh, that fake news. But with a score of five to four, Mary, you are our first fake news Friday winner of the year. Cody. Cody, you did a great job, man, and we appreciate you hanging out with us. Uh, all right, get back to work. Go do some more estimates. Mary, you hang on one second. We got a Mark K Show prize pack coming your way. Thank you to the Babylon Bee, by the way, for that uh, Detroit Pistons headline. Uh, if you want to check out some other fun fake news, go to thebabylonbee.com. Listen, we got to take we got to take a quick break, folks. More Mark K Show is on the way. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. Thanks so much for joining us today, folks. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Listen, I, uh, I know I teased the uh, Hunter Biden story before we got to Fake News Friday, and I want to make sure that I, I bring you up to speed on that because a couple of interesting things are happening. Uh, when Congress gets back in session next week, it is full steam ahead, at least. That's what we're hoping for. They've got the budget to do. They've got a lot of investigations they've got to pick back up on. Hunter Biden, you may remember, he showed up at Congress just before Christmas, and he said, stick it up your you-know-where, Congress. I'm not coming to your closed-door meeting. If you want to do this in public on TV, then I'm all for it. But as far as this subpoena, pfft. And he left in a huff. Uh, well, now, and apparently, uh, apparently, according to the Oversight Committee's Twitter, or X, uh, Hunter Biden blatantly defied two lawful subpoenas when he did not appear for his December deposition. Next week, we will consider a resolution and accompanying report to hold him in contempt of Congress for violating federal law. 
Judiciary GOP will also hold a markup. So there is going to be a uh, resolution and accompanying report to hold Hunter Biden in contempt. Will that does that mean he's actually going to be held in contempt? No, but it is the first step. Now, this is interesting because on a similar vein, Natalie Winters on X said that Burisma, the Ukraine company, that's the gas company that Hunter Biden went to work for and he had no experience and he got a bunch of money. And well, when they were being investigated by the uh, prosecutor, Joe Biden went in and, and uh, you know, bribed the Ukrainian officials to fire the prosecutor with money that you and I pay in taxes. Uh, they've just hired one of the largest white shoe law firms according to the Foreign Agent Registry uh, Registration Act. Whenever you work for, for a foreign agency or a foreign company, you've got to register. And uh, this, this uh, law firm, Kravath, has been assigned to or has just taken on as a client Burisma. So Hunter Biden's getting deposed and Burisma is lawyering up. It's going to be a very interesting first quarter in 2024. Quick break, more of the Mark K Show is on the way. Don't go anywhere, folks. Stay right where you are. We'll be right back. We're entertaining meets informative. This show makes the listener feel like it's my show. You make bad news sound good. Mark K for three hours a day. Loving it! This is the Mark K Show. Attention. Attention. By order of the Federal Communications Division of the United States of America, the Mark K Show has been canceled pending further investigation by the FDC, the Justice Department, and the U.S. House of Representatives. While the investigation is ongoing, the U.S. House of Representatives offers the following alternate programming from Congressman Aaron Bean. Please do not change the station. The Aaron Bean Show begins in three, two, one. from the Marquee Studios in beautiful Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, it's Fake News Friday, and fake news is uh, I have commandeered the station just for a few minutes. I don't know how long this is going to last, so for those who don't know, I'm Aaron Bean. I serve in the U.S. House of Representatives as a congressman in Northeast Florida, but uh, just like you, we've grown up listening to Rush Limbaugh. It's still sad that he left, but let me tell you who has jumped in and filled that void is Mark Kay, who as Rush did so brilliantly, just made news fun, made the, uh, just made listening to the political events of the day fun and exciting. And Mark has done that so very well. I don't know how long I'm going to get. Mark has had to run an errand. And so I've locked the door. I don't know how, how long I'll have until he burst in the, uh, the studio, by the way, he's very plush in the studios. If you can see us uh, on the video cam, on the on the cam, you can see that uh, it's a very plush. His new offices are very, very nice. I've been sitting in the green room for the last thirty minutes listening to the show. It is Fake News Friday, and so what a what a treat it is to be with you. I uh, want to. I've only got a limited time here, and I do want to bring you my political forecast. What's going to happen? I've lugged at this crystal ball up here. I'm going to look at it. We'll take uh, your questions. Uh, I went to the border. I literally just came back yesterday from uh, a trip to Eagle Pass, Texas, uh, with 60 other congressmen. I'll tell you, what's it like going to the border? 
as a member of Congress. And then we're going to tell you about, I'm going to give you the forecast. The forecast political storm is coming. I hate to tell you that, but the political storm is uh, indeed coming. And then, ladies and gentlemen, we're sticking around for, if you can stick around for a few minutes, I've got a very special guest. I've got questions for our, our guest. I can't tell you who it is. I can tell you this. If you like Mark K, you will love our guest. All the things you want to know about the Mark K show, we're going to get behind the scenes uh, view. But with that, uh, in fact, I've been thinking about it. If I was going to do my own show, Aaron Bean, let me give you my own Aaron Bean intro. Uh, Aaron Bean for 18 to 22 minutes. Like it, it. That's what it is. Uh, I don't know if that that works, but in the Mark K format, I think that may uh, may fit. So as a member of Congress, uh, three days after Christmas, I was given a uh, a text by Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson. Mike said, uh, or Speaker Johnson said, join me, colleagues, join me at the border. Will you meet me at Eagle Pass, Texas uh, for a morning trip, spend the day, let's go see what's happening at the border. Border's out of control. You know it, people. You know it. You can't watch. Don't watch CNN. CNN doesn't show it. But any other newscast, CNN is... Uh, round the clock, January 6th is what you talk. Look into them. Go to CNN right now. They're going to talk uh, orange man bad. They're going to talk January 6th. But if you want to see what's really happening, uh, other newscast. In fact, I listened to Mark talk about DeSantis going on CNN. Uh, it's always a danger there because you never get the full story. But uh, I was invited to go to the border. I said, Yes, I'm going to go, Speaker Johnson. I'll meet you. And 64 other congressmen also agreed. So uh, we meet at the Marriott in San Antonio, Texas. We meet at the Marriott and uh, we get a little briefing by the head of border security that night. The next day is when we're going. This is uh, this is on on Tuesday night. Tuesday night, we meet at the Marriott, 65 of us. We get a little uh, a chicken dinner. Uh, a Tex-Mex dinner, and then the head of the border security for the Del Rio region, which is the largest uh, section of the border, 242 miles, the head of that says, I don't know what happened, members of Congress. Thank you for coming and welcome to the uh, the border. But something happened because this wasn't the storm that we saw in previous weeks, meaning they cleaned everything up, meaning that there was, you know, I don't know what happened because last last week we had record numbers and we still have record numbers for the for the month. But there's really nobody storming the uh, the border as we saw last week. So the next morning we meet at 630 in the uh, a.m. and get uh, our breakfast taco and a cup of coffee and get on the bus for the two and a half hour trip to Eagles Pass. Our first stop after driving the two and a half hours is to the detention center, which we get out, they say no cell phones, you can't take pictures, but we get out, it's uh, it's all temporary facilities, but it is the nicest temporary facility ever. It's it's uh, a tent structure, but it's just huge. We get there, they remind us no pictures, and uh, everybody that gave us a tour, everywhere where we went, they all said, hey, last week was a record number, but this today, there's nobody here. I don't know what happened. So they must have known that, uh, that we were indeed coming. Uh, so then after that tour, we go and meet uh, some roundtables with other sheriffs who all say it's out of control. We meet with landowners who say it's out of control. Imagine not being able to go outside your house at night. 
because there's people camping in your yard, stealing everything. It's just, it's out of control and your heart breaks for these people in Texas on the border. But now we know, thanks to Greg Abbott, every state, every city is now a border city because Greg Abbott has uh, called the bluff of these mayors who says, uh, we're sanctuary cities, we're sanctuary states. And now even the Democrats, even the Democrats are saying, maybe we need to rethink this. Of course, though, they're still blaming Abbott. They don't blame the real cause of Joe Biden, who, by the way, could overnight shut this border down if he if he wanted to. But the secret's out. They're doing this on purpose. They're doing it on purpose. And so uh, we just have to uh, ratchet everything up to make sure that we have a secure border. I only I worry that, uh, that there's going to be some bad impl- implications of some dangerous people coming across the border. We did get to see how they process an illegal immigrant. That illegal immigrant comes in, and if they have papers or an ID, they will accept it face value. But if you're an illegal immigrant and you don't have an ID, then you just make what you want to be up. If you want to be named uh, Tim Johnson, or if you want to be named Mark K, whatever it is, you can give that name, and they'll say uh, they'll take it, whatever date of birth you want to give, then they just take that. Uh, search a database, uh, is Mark K okay or not okay? And then you are you are welcomed in to our country and you're put on a bus or a flight and you're shipped around the uh, the nation. We did, we did see then after that little tour, we went and did a press conference. There were all 65 of us. Uh, Speaker Johnson led the, we were in a parking lot right across the street from the border at Eagle Pass, Texas. We're doing this press conference as, I can't make this up, but as we're doing the press conference, a family behind us just walks across the Rio Grande and is uh, gets on a van and goes. Uh, afterwards, uh, gentlemen, people, young people, people of uh, young males walk across the border, walk across. There is no border. There is no border. So all that being said, that is front and center as uh, part of the storm that I'm telling you is coming up. We also have the triple witching hour next in less than two and a half weeks. The first part of our continuing resolution, the United States is going to run out of money. How about that? United States is going to run out of money. The first part is on January 19th. That's part one. Part two is February 2nd. Uh, That's Groundhog Day. Maybe Groundhog Day was picked for a reason because it seems like here we are again uh, there are those that want to kick the can down the road once again with our spending. But sooner or later, we've got a deal that we have a spending problem in this country. Uh, now is a good time as any. Now is a good time to any. Let's solve this problem. Uh, so much is is happening. So much is happening, and it's all going to come to a head. You've also heard about these uh, different types of uh, additional spending deals for Ukraine, for Israel, and We've put it where the line is, uh, shut the border, and we can have these conversations. So shut the border, and we'll have these conversations. Thank you for all your remarks. How about that? We're, we're loaded with uh, with so many people coming in here. So I am Aaron Bean. I'm a congressman from Jacksonville, Florida. Big fan of Mark K. Just like you are, we've got a guest, uh, a very special hey, guest hey, coming wait, in. Wait, wait a minute. Hey, uh, somebody's banging on the door. Let me see who it is. Who is uh, banging on the door? Adam, can hey. you get that? What is, excuse me. Hey, Mark K, finally, Mark K, welcome. We're glad to have you. Excuse, welcome. First of all, what is with the FBI agents? 
Well, Marquet, we just can't have it uh, anybody here. We just uh, let anybody here. People want to get into the Marquet show. No, I know. What's with the sign behind where it, it says the Aaron Bean <laughs> show, where it used to say the Mark? What is happening? I didn't uh, realize. I'll be honest with you. I've heard of abuses of power before, but this is this is a new low. This is a new low. What, what, you, so you went to the border and you came back and you decided to commandeer the show. Uh, Mark, hey, somebody has to tell this story. You're I, doing it, but uh, what a what a treat it is to be on your show. But listen, this plush offices. I, you talked about the new office, but it is very plush and very relaxing. Let me ask you a question. Is this bigger than your congressional office? Uh, it's about the same size. Oh. How about that? All right, I'm going to need a bigger studio. First of all, I'm filing a complaint with the House Ethics Committee. Second oh, no. of all, uh, I would have let you on the show if you just asked. I know, however, you like to. I know you like to be the center of attention, so that would explain that would explain the handcuffs. Uh, luckily, I had my ID on me, so that was good. Listen, uh, since you're here anyway, will you take some questions about the border and about what's coming up next? When do you go back? Uh, we go back next week. How okay. about that? Next week. Uh, and you said it on your show of uh, that everything starts up next week. Everybody right. comes back, Senate, House, and it's time to get the show on the road. Everybody but Joe Biden will be back next week. All right, 855 mark If you have any questions about what's happening next week in Congress, when Eric, can you hang out for a bit? I sure can. And uh, Mark, hey, you're not off the hook either. I've got questions for you. What your viewers want to know about Mark K. So I want to ask you some questions too. So it's going to go both ways. You're interviewing me on my own show? How about that? What is happening? It's fake news Friday. <laughs> oh, all oh, right. I forgot about that. All right. Uh, here's what you have to do. You have to say quick break. We'll be right back with more of the Aaron Bean Show. Quick break. We'll be right back. Stick around. More of the Aaron Bean Show coming up next. Hello, Marquet fans. It's Aaron Bean, Congressman Aaron Bean from Northeast Florida. Welcome you back to the Marquet Show. I've kind of commandeered it. Uh, Mark has been generous with me to allow me some time and just to tell you of the political storm that's on the horizon for our country. But so much going on. We want to take your questions. In fact, let me introduce my special guest on the Aaron Bean Show, filling in for the Mark K Show. It's Mark K himself. Mark K, <laughs> wait, welcome wait, wait, wait. to uh, my like, show via your show. This is like Inception going on here. I have a question before we get to the phones. Yeah. Do I get to fill in on one of your committees one day? You know what? We can plan that. Can we, we can plan that? figure that out. I uh, would, what committees are you on? You're there's like, some hot committees, though. There's some really hot committees, education and workforce, where we grilled yeah. uh, the president of Harvard. Yeah, I remember was that was a disaster. I saw You didn't make the Saturday Night Live sketch. I, one day. One day. One yeah. can only dream. One yeah. can only dream. I'm on uh, <laughs> small business and also transportation and infrastructure. All right. So. I want to sit in on one of those for sure. One of those. 855-940-MARK. If you have any questions for Congressman Aaron Bean, Lacey is in Texas. Lacey, hello. Hey, Mark. How y'all doing? Hey, Aaron. Lacey. Nice to talk to y'all. Welcome, buddy. Good talking to you. Hey, hey, man. I ain't never seen nothing like it come over the the, uh, the uh, Facebook feed with all the WTFs, but you had me scared. <laughs> I'm coming from Houston into Dallas looking up thinking I'm going to see the big blue flash. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice, Lacey. <laughs> yeah, you know. Listen, we, Aaron. You know. It, it, Aaron, I, oh, go ahead. I got a real serious question for you, yep. Mr. B. Sure. Listen, with all this immigration coming across, is there really anything that's going to happen and can be done with it before the election? I mean, can we really stop the bleeding that's coming across? Uh, Lacey, first of all, I spent two days in your state, Texas. Uh, if you can't have the uh, the free state of Florida as your state of residency, then the Texas is a place to go. It was the red carpet was out. Your delegation, I know so many people from Texas in Congress. You got some great ones. Uh, Lacey, we are trying. You're a Republican, very slim majority as it is. We've only got a four 
if four members of the Republicans go with Democrats, which happens more than you think, then we lose that vote. We lose that vote. So right. razor thin. Right. We don't have the, the Senate. We don't have the House. But you've got people committed knowing that this is a this could could destroy our country. Know this. Joe Biden is doing this on purpose. Uh, the yep. numbers are between six point two and eight million that have come in under under Joe Biden. We are trying to stick border security on every little piece of of legislation that is uh, of importance to this president to say, okay, we'll we'll do that, but you've got to enforce the border. And so far, they haven't agreed yeah. on on any of that, Lacey. Hmm. So we're we're down to to make it happen. Uh, we have passed HR two. HR two is the ultimate border security. But know this. Uh, without any law changes at all, it's the interpretation of the law. Donald Trump had the lowest level of illegal immigration just because he had remain in Mexico. Remain in Mexico, we're not going to let anybody come in, but we have no border. I, as I told you yesterday, or I told when I was there in the last two days, anybody that just walks across the quarter, border, you're, you're welcomed by uh, the border security and they take you to be processed. They give you juice boxes and granola bars and new mm. outfits, and then you're shipped off Man. to city of your choice, blue city of your choice. The FBI agents you brought to uh, hold me down in the hallway didn't even give me a juice box. Yeah. So that's a little bit of a bummer. Real quick, Erickson, Dayton, Eric, what's your question for Congressman Aaron Bean? Yeah, real quick, I know it's a break coming up, but uh, Mr. Bean, the left has a mantra called do something. What's the Republicans planning to do about the uh, budget shutdown? And um, how can you ease our fears that military will still get paid and everything like that? I know the left is a three-headed monster. You cut one off and another one grows back. But what are you guys planning to do with Mayorkas and all that? That's a great question. And unfortunately, we're, we're got to take a quick break here. So uh, we're, gonna, we're going to um, spend the rest of the show with the congressman. And he's going to answer that question. We'll take a couple of others. And then we, we're going to go all... We're going to go all uh, talk show set, and you're going to grill me about some stuff. That is correct. And I'll get to Eric's question when we get back. Yeah. So stick around, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to the uh, Aaron Bean Show via the Mark Hayes Show. We're glad to have you here. <laughs> stick around. Lots of fun, zany stuff coming up. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Incidentally, I want to get this on your calendar because you're doing such a great job. I'm off the week of July 4th. So if you're not busy noon to three the week of July 4th, let me know because we could maybe give you even more time uh, to chit chat. But in the meantime, we're going to take a we'll take a quick break more with Congressman Aaron Bean next on the Aaron Bean show via the Mark K show. Where entertaining meets informative. This show makes the listener feel like it's my show. You make bad news sound good. Mark K for three hours a day. Loving it! This is the Mark K Show. Attention. Attention. By order of the Federal Communications Division of the United States of America, the Mark K Show has been canceled pending further investigation by the FDC, the Justice Department, and the U.S. House of Representatives. While the investigation is ongoing, the U.S. House of Representatives offers the following alternate programming from Congressman Aaron Bean. Please do not change the station. The Aaron Bean Show begins in three, two, one. Hello, everybody. Mark Hay fans. It's Aaron Bean, a congressman from Northeast Florida. I've taken over the show today. It's now the Aaron Bean Show via the Mark Hay Show. We're going to take your questions. 
Uh, I've got a very special guest. Uh, inquiring minds want to know our very special guest <laughs> yeah. uh, today on the Aaron Bean Show via the Mark K Show is none other than Mark K himself. Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me on my own show. It's a it's a unique honor. I have two questions right off the bat, though. Okay. If I'm such a special guest, you, how come I didn't get offered a bottle of my own water? Uh, that is a good question, Mark When K. you were a guest uh, on my show, you were offered a bottle of water. I know. And my question is, should I have Aaron Bean water on the Marquet show? You probably or, should. Uh, but you do have very fancy water in your green room, which, by the way, is indeed green. Well, then, yeah, we uh, that? it's for, green for years. I was always in I spent time in green rooms that weren't green. It always annoyed me. So when we got our own, finally, we painted it green. Also, uh, who made your intro? Because it is fantastic. Uh, you like uh, Aaron Bean for 18 to 22 minutes. Like it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we worked hard on that. Uh, very... Spent days on that. Hey, I want to get back to Eric. Eric yeah. asked a question about Mayorkas. Mayorkas is the villain who you speak in a fake news Friday who mm -hmm. has said over and over, our border is secure. How yeah. about that? He's said it over and over again. He's also said everybody gets vetted. Uh, that is indeed fake news. Uh, people have had it. People, Mark, are just fed up. You mm -hmm. are too. You can't, mm -hmm. uh, it's just, it's so infuriating as they're doing this on purpose. They're purposely keeping the border open. So Eric's question, Mayorkas, I believe next week, uh, uh, there will be impeachment proceedings launched on uh, uh, on Mayorkas. I mean, are we sure that guy's name is even Mayorkas? He tells so many lies. We should he's double so, check that first. Uh, he's awful. He's awful. Is and uh, for him to continue to say that, as does KJP, all the players that keep telling us the same lines, when we can see, we can see uh, the border is indeed not secured. One question that I know pops up whenever we talk about impeachment, whether it's Joe Biden, whether it's Mayorkas, whether it's whoever else, you know, it's Christopher Ray. With a with a slim majority in the Republican House, impeachment's possible. But with the Senate being run by the Democrats still to this day, thanks to John Fetterman, what even is the point then of impeachment? What happens? Because doesn't everyone just go back to work the next day? Well, that's a great question. I, I think, though, in this case, by the way, he'll be the first uh, cabinet official yeah. impeached, if he is indeed impeached. Mm -hmm. I think he is. Yeah. I think he's going to be uh, since 1876. Wow. Uh, I think it just it sums up frustration for the American people. We're 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 sick and tired of of uh, of the border being out of control. We're sick and tired of uh, there are two tier justice system. Mm -hmm. We're sick and tired of watching these videos of people ransacking a store and shoplifting without any consequences at all. So this guy is going to be held accountable for uh, for not doing his job for telling us wrong. And I think if. If we impeach him, it, it may well be a vote of the Senate. You know, you have to have two thirds, probably not going to get it. But it forces it forces the Senate to take up a vote and let them be accountable to their own voters in their own states. Are you OK with what's happening right. at the border or are you not? And I think that's going to be a referendum that they'll have to take. So when they go, go that route, when they go back to reelect uh, for a reelection in there, let's say in Arizona, for example, they've got to answer to the voters. That's exactly right. Why they uh, why they voted to keep Mayorkas around. We do have some other questions. Do you have some time before you have? I do. Before and I've got questions me? for you, my friend. I've I, got questions for you. You want to trade one for one? What are we doing? <laughs> all right. Well, why don't we? Yeah, we'll do that. We'll trade one for That's a great okay. idea. One for why one. don't we start with uh, why don't we start with Craig on line two? Craig, thanks so much for calling the, uh, the uh, Aaron Bean show. How are you, Craig? I'm doing good. Doing good. Uh, Congressman Dean, good to talk to you. Mark, good to talk to you again. Oh, absolutely. What's on your mind, Craig? What's your question for Congressman Aaron Bean? Well, Mark, Congressman, I'm just a little upset. Mm. Um, we're, we're, we're a nation of laws, we are a sovereign nation, mm. and we have borders. You can't tell me that there's not already uh, laws, rules on the books that uh, protect our borders, that something can be done. Why are we sitting around and continuing to have 
uh, conversations and, and resolutions and trying to pass bills upon bills. Yeah. You're telling me there's nothing in our, uh, our constitution right now that says our border needs to be secure. Shut it down. I don't care if you have to move the military in there, what you have to do. Yeah. Uh, and uh, this impeachment, my orcas thing, listen, that, that impeachment is it, it's a joke already. You know, It's like if I had a restraining order for Mark K. I put it up on my wall as a as a, uh, a badge of honor, you know? No, Craig, so, uh, we, we feel- What can we do? Yeah, no, thank you so much for the call and the question. We feel your your pain. So Congressman, Craig Craig basically, you know, is, is, is frustrated, just like I said, what does the impeachment do? And don't we already have laws regarding our border? Isn't it, you know, aren't there laws on the books saying you can't come across and if you do, you're sent back? Why is this such a problem if the laws already exist? Why do we have to keep going back to legislation? Yeah, that's a great question. And uh, uh, his Craig's question really summarizes everything. When your intent is to bring in as many illegals as possible, and that is the intent of the Biden administration. When you're, that's your job to do, then uh, then we we've got to hold them accountable. Everything we're doing on on legislation is trying to get them to enforce the border. We don't need new laws, although we have passed the uh, the House has passed this bill HR two. If you've ever heard about it, it uh, rebuilds the wall. It brings in new uh, border patrol agents. When we were there, border patrols just overwhelmed with mm. the sheer number of uh, of uh, people. But remain in Mexico is another big thing uh, that uh, people people want to do under the same laws we have now. Uh, Donald Trump, who didn't need new laws. Right. He said, we're going to enforce the border. And now Joe Biden is purposely doing this on purpose. You know, the same thing with Joe Biden. He is purposely trying to dismiss student loan debt. Mm -hmm. uh, the Congress has passed a, a bill, and at least in the House, said, you can't forgive this debt. The Supreme Court has said, Joe Biden, it's not your debt to forgive. It's unconstitutional. Yet he continues to do it. He's yeah. done. He's on plan C right now because uh, the first two plans were were called out. But, but Craig... Uh, has expressed that frustration, which is why we want to hold Mayorkas accountable to say enough. We're sick of it. And I mean, and, and again, and I tell people this all the time when they ask me the question is, look, it's the president's job to enforce the laws. Congress makes the laws. And if you have somebody in the White House who's not enforcing the laws, it, you know, it's like if you know there's a there's a strip of 95 where there's never any cops, you're going to speed. But if you know that there's cops there, you're going to slow down. Joe Biden doesn't have cops there. So people are just speeding right through it. He refuses to enforce the laws. And unfortunately, it's not Congress's job to enforce the that's laws. It, that's exactly right. Now, Mark K., hey, here's some questions for you. Oh, yeah. Sorry, uh, questions, questions for, for you. And that uh, is Who this. came up with these questions? Uh, it's uh, inquiring minds. Oh. Inquiring minds want to know. And it's this, uh, Mark K., hey, listen, as a new congressman, I've, yeah. I just uh, had my year Congratulations, by the way. Uh, thank you so much, Mark K. Hey. Uh, I am always <laughs> looking to improve my time management. Time, yeah. there's just not enough time in the sure. day. You are, as I look at you, a master. Tell me, uh, preparing for the show, what time do you get up in the morning? What time do you get up? Do you want to know what time I get up specifically? Just every day. It's a work day. What time are you getting up to start the day to launch? I get up at 5.55 every day. Okay. 5.55. I lay there for another minute. And then by six o'clock, I'm, you know, I'm already starting to brush my teeth and get dressed. Uh, I have a little, you know, I have a home office and studio, so I get to do some work there. Um, Newsmax recently, because I have my, my Saturday show on Newsmax, uh, what they've started to do is they've started to incorporate me also as, you know, one of the, what you would call a talking head or a panelist. Yeah. But they want me to do the Wake Up America show, which is at 7 a.m. So luckily, mm. I do that uh, on Mondays from my, from my home office as well. And then uh, I come into the studio. I'm usually in the studio by 8 o'clock. Okay. You got dad duties, though. You got 
kids to go to school. You got other things. You got fixed breakfast. What else you got to do? Well, you know, it, it's great for me because one of my uh, one of my kids is old enough to drive now and is oh, a great driver. It's a life changer. And they right go there. to school together. So I, I'm not I'm, I used to have to drive my daughter to school. I don't anymore. They drive it together. And so I come right in here. 830. We record our morning podcast. Mark K saves the Republic. Okay. We get that up by 930. And then it's just whole hog working on the Mark K show till noon. Till uh, at three o'clock, we're on the air, and then uh, after that, I'm sure there's other stuff. Okay, so you, but when do you show prep? When are when are you show? Uh, tell me about your show prep. You're I prepping. don't show prep. You, there's no there's no <laughs> show prep. How do you listen? Do you listen to what are you reading? What are you listening to? What are you watching? to get up to speed on everything that's going on? You know, that's a great that's a great question, Congressman Aaron Bean. Uh, I spend a lot of time on X. I have a very distinct list of people that I trust, that I know on X. I have news sources that I go to and I read first thing in the morning. Um, you know, I, I, I kind of go through the headlines really quickly if there's something that, uh, I get alerts as well. For example, with Ron DeSantis, as you pointed out on CNN, I immediately got alerts about everything he was saying. I tuned in for a little bit of it. So this morning I knew exactly what I needed to harvest for the yeah. show. Um, uh, you know, fun fact, my kids are, uh, they become political junkies and my son will send me Joe Biden gaffes. Yeah. He'll send me clips and say, you got to talk about this on the radio. You're probably so getting overloaded with Joe Biden gaffes. I guess that's a lot of them. He's got I mean, so many. He's good for business. We'll he's just got it so many. When do you, uh, obviously uh, with your physique and the shape that it is, uh, <laughs> when do you get into, when do you hit the gym? When do you go work out? Obviously that uh, you're Who, ripping. Who's Jim and why am I hitting him? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Listen, I, you know, exercise and I have, we've always had a hate, hate relationship. Um, But I do know, you'll notice I stand, Mm -hmm. which which a lot of people, they just sit at their desk when they're doing their radio show. But uh, I've been trained. I don't know why, I don't know how it came up, but I've always been a stander. So I stand for three hours a day and I feel that's enough. Yeah, it works my core a little bit. You know, I walk back and forth to the to the coffee machine a couple of times. And so I get my steps in. 10-4. I'm yep. not doing like, like you're pumping iron. I can tell you're bustling through that shirt. Uh, I'm trying out there every yeah. day. But uh, when, you know, when do when do you get it in? And, they have a uh, gym in Congress, though, don't they? Don't they have we like a do. congressional we weight have room? To, we have to pay. We yeah. pay to to uh, attend. And uh, as I was living Wait a minute. There, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yes. You have to pay to a- that? attend the gym in the Capitol building? Have to pay. Wow. Members have to pay. But here's the key. The yeah. reason I originally joined because I was living in my office yeah. for the first month and a half. Oh, you needed the shower. And I need a hot shower. Need yeah. a hot shower. So that's why I joined. And uh, huh. now I get to go. Man, the government yeah. screws you over left, right, and center. You don't even get a break as a congressman. You yeah. got to pay for the gym. What about food? Don't you guys get free food? Uh, we do not get free food. There's, Wait, uh, you know, I, I was in the Florida legislature. There yeah. was a lot more free food in the Florida legislature. It's the free but, state of Florida. Uh, that's exactly right. But no, it's uh, it's something. It's uh, you. Uh, it's not as available as you would think. Wow. As you would think on well, fly-in days. I'm not running for Congress if yeah. I don't get free food. No, on fly-in days. Fly-in days. So this is the day everybody's coming in. The yeah. whip. The whip. And I'm sure that I'm a Republican. And who's our whip now? It's uh, uh, Tom Emmer from still. Minnesota. Okay, so Minnesota. he didn't. He didn't give up his job in the whole shuffling of everything. But he will. Uh, he ran, but he didn't win. Right. I but he stayed that. his job. But uh, he'll have pizza or tacos or something, you know, uh, uh, something free, something free where you know that uh, you're You know, nothing's there. ever free, Congressman. Exactly. Somebody's paying you know. for it, and I have an idea who that is. You're welcome for the tacos <laughs> on fly-in day, by yeah. the way. That's exactly <laughs> right. I've got a couple more questions. I know, do we have a break coming up? What do we have? Uh, let's say, you know, let's go back to the phones. Let's All talk right. to, uh, is, on line three, is it is it Brian? I think, it's, I can't read my own handwriting. Hey, is it no, Brian? this is Brandon. Oh, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. How you doing, buddy? Let's go, Brandon. I'm Bra- good. Brandon's in you? Tulsa. We're doing very well. Brandon, welcome to the Mar- uh, the Aaron Bean Show. What's your question for the congressman, Brandon? Well, you know, you guys are talking about pumping iron and you know exercising and all that. I was curious to know, 
Aaron, who you think would win in a fight between Mark Wayne Mullen and uh, Sean O'Brien? <laughs> who would win in a fight? You want the congressman's opinion. Who would win in a fight between Mark Wayne Mullen and Sean O'Brien? The Teamsters president. The team, yeah, the president of the Teamsters. Uh, that's yeah. a that's a very interesting. Mark Wayne Mullen was a professional. Was it UFC? What would it, what did he do? He did something badass. MMA. He was a uh, MMA. MMA fighter. Yeah, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, Congressman? Who would win? Uh, Mark there Wayne? is no question. There yeah. is no. This is an easy question. There, right. and I have seen Mark Wayne. I have seen him in that house gym. What did I, yeah. what did I told you? You know, he uh, actually leads a little exercise session between other members. Does he really? He is shredded. Yeah. He is shredded. He is. Uh, plus, he's just not only shredded, but he knows fighting tactics. So uh, the other guy, good gravy. Uh, I, don't do you, call out. Mark, Mark Wayne was serious when. He stood up. Yeah. You know, and he said, let's go outside. Watch, he says, let's go. Uh, totally serious. I mean, totally I saw serious. that clip too. And I thought that to Good myself. Gravy. I thought that to myself. I go, is this guy just even a death wish? He th it's Mark yeah. Wayne Mullen. Yeah. And I know he's not the tallest guy in the world. Right. But of course, you don't if you've to. seen the movie or, or the show Sopranos, some of those Italian guys, is, uh, they're still scary. That's but, racist. Uh, is that, just, is that? No, I don't think it is. Yeah. <laughs> just it's, uh, you never know. You yeah. Never you never know. know. Hey, yo, forget about it. Hey, yeah. Uh, exactly all right, let's right. say we're going to take a quick break. Now, how many more questions do you I've have? I've got for two me? more questions. Two very important questions. Okay, One deals with your mom, who is a memory champion. We're going to talk oh. about her, a memory champion. I forgot about that. Yeah. All right. A uh, quick, <laughs> quick break more of the Aaron Bean Show coming up right after this. Hey fans, once again, welcome back uh, to the Aaron B Show, Aaron Bean Show uh, via the Mark K Show. I've commandeered the uh, show today on Fake News Friday. Uh, what's fake news? Mark K is on the Epstein uh, list. That is indeed fake <laughs> I news. I wish. That is indeed fake news, but we're glad to have it here. We still have some questions to, to wrap up. By the way, I'm a congressman. I serve as a, uh, in Congress for the 4th Congressional District, which is uh, the greater Jacksonville, Florida area. It's great to be here. Like you, love listening to Mark, who makes listening to the news fun. We've got some questions for Mark K. Mark K, you've got a free weekend or a free night. What are you going to do for fun? What do you do for fun that you uh, enjoy? Free, first go, free Free night. Got you know, a free night tomorrow night. What are you doing? Nothing's more fun than this. But uh, my wife and I, we um, we like to go out to dinner. Uh, we like to spend time, you know, just catching up with each other during the week. I mean, it's so hectic. It's just we're real homebodies. We yeah. uh, we are we're you know stay in kind of people. We've pared down the number of parties we go to, which con it coincidentally means we're invited to fewer parties, which I'm just fine with. Uh, but you know, it's it when you when you work like we do, and when socializing is your business, you kind of wind down on the weekends. And and you know, me and the wife and the kids, we're all very. We're all very into the family, so we'll play games, we'll watch TV, we'll hang out. It's very calm. Not what you would expect at all. No, no, no. I, uh, you I expect totally, me to be like axe throwing or I something. Totally under, uh, I totally understand. Now, listen, many people don't know your mom. I've spent time with your mom. We've yeah. worked on projects together. Yeah. Your mom is a uh, award-winning memory champion. Uh, she has won, uh, I don't know if it's gold medals or trophies, but in the senior division, she has been an all-star memory expert. Yeah. Uh, what's it like uh, with a mom who never forgets anything? What what happens uh, uh, from 25 years ago? She remembers when you didn't take out the trash and she, you said you would. Does well, she do that? I never do. No, I do everything I say. Uh, but for, second of all, you know, it's weird that she's a memory champion because she keeps telling the same stories over and over again. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. I th Don't you remember you told us this one? But yeah. uh, no, it's, um, you know, that's been like a recent hobby of hers. How about that? It's, it's something she's really worked on. So I don't know. We She does tell stories from my past and she'll tell my kids stories that happened when I was a young kid. And I, she's just, she's telling them from a different perspective. So then I have to go back 
back and say, look, here's actually how it went. You know, there's two sides to every story, but, uh, but no, yeah, she's, she's really, um, she, what is it there that she memorized a deck of cards? A deck of cards. No, it's I the think... craziest thing. Who can, <laughs> as these cards are being unfolded yeah. uh, or dealt and yeah, then you're put back and then them. you can, she'll remember them. And, uh, to me, that is mind blown. My mind is blown. Literally. Think about that for, uh, for sure. All right, let's take your question. I know we got a couple more questions. Uh, Mark K, you can ask me a question or Mark K, uh, who's our next question? Mark K. I have one question for you. Are you running again in 2024? I am. I am Fantastic. running again. And it seems like uh, it almost never ends. We're in constant campaign mode. We're yeah. in constant as congressman because it's running every two years. It's every two years. That would, that's must, I mean, you you literally get reelected and have to almost start thinking about the next campaign. That's exactly right. And and raising money. That's yeah. a big part of uh, of campaigning. But kissing babies and shaking hands and uh, doing whatever we need to do to get the, the word out. And doing radio and taking over radio shows. That's a, that's a big part of our publicity campaign. And I have to tell you, you did a fantastic job. Um, uh, well, thank, thank you, you so much for the flag you sent us that flew over the Capitol building. Good luck. Uh, I've been, I've been, we've been tracking your votes, and you're doing a great job Man, for the state you. of Florida. Thank you, Mark. And uh, and thanks for taking, thanks for commandeering the show. Mark, hey, thank you. Thanks for what you do. You do a lot of charity work. And so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Air Bean signing off for the Mark hey Show. Have a great day. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.